Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians chapter 1, 9 through 14, called A Prayer for Growth. They do surveys today of Bible knowledge, and I'll tell you what, it's getting more and more sad as the years go by. People can't even name the four Gospels. You ask people who preached the Sermon on the Mount, and they're like, ah. In Britain, they did a survey, and they started to name superheroes that they thought were in the Bible. Not joking, like Superman, that kind of thing. It's a sad commentary. For some people, the Bible just seems like a closed book. Have you noticed that for some people, they don't even want to touch it? (laughs) Hey, let's open up. Why? You know, you get into this book, and it's just so rich and deep. But the devil wants to keep you from this book. This book... It's been attributed to several different people that said this. This book will keep you from sin. And sin will keep you from this book. There's people who don't, they don't want to open it. They don't want to hear it because they know that there's going to be light rays that go into their life. But it's good, man. It's like a searchlight. And when it comes in, yeah, the word of God does some house cleaning. But it's good house cleaning, isn't it? (laughs) Sometimes it hurts a little, but... He says, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in how many? All respects. Here it is. Bearing fruit, the participle here is present and continuous, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Notice how the right knowledge connects to the right life or the right walk. Just in the next chapter, look at uh, chapter 2, verse 6. Chapter 2, verse 6, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. And notice how it moves into verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. This is it. We want to walk out what we believe. And the only way we can strengthen our walk is to get into the word of God and have the dynamic power of Almighty God. Remember, this is a prayer that Paul is praying for them. He prays that they would be wise. He prays that they would walk in a manner worthy of their calling. The word worthy is axios in Greek, and and it means to balance the scales. When we look at people, what do we usually want to measure? We want to usually see if their talk measures up with their walk, right? And we say stuff like this, well, practice what you preach, preacher. <laughs> and and we're, we're, we're with that, right? We understand that. Because there should be an ever more leveling. At first, when you're a Christian, it's kind of like this on the scales. <laughs> right? But then, here's the image. This is actually what the Greek word means, a worthy walk. It means you start to balance the scales between who you are and how you live. It takes time. I celebrate grace every single day. Saved by grace, through faith, 
But I still want to walk out who I am. And I fail every day. But I want to balance the scales more and more so that they start tipping at least in the right direction. So I haven't been a Christian for 10 years and it's still... Right? We want to try to balance the scales. We want to get more weightiness, more substance. We should be saying stuff like this. Lord, I want to be a man or woman of honor. I don't care if the world's like this. I want to balance the scales. And you say, well, pastor, this all sounds so good, but how do you do it? Here's the next plank of the prayer, verse 11. Paul prays that they would be strengthened. Look at verse 11. With all power. Don't you love that? Strengthened with all power according to whose might? His, God's glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Now, strengthened is the word dunamao. It's the idea of giving ability to make someone capable. I can do... Praise God, you guys already know the verse. I can do all things through Christ. This is not, I can do all things through me. This is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in the context of Philippians 4, the famous verse that sometimes people wear on their eye black, Philippians 4.13, right? To win a football game or whatever. I know what they're saying and I don't even mind that. I put it on eye black when I play somebody in racquetball just to intimidate them. <laughs> yeah! I got the Lord! I don't know. I did years of coaching and, you know, we would have some, some great seasons and the coaches would say, yeah, but he's got God on his side. I said, well, you can too. <laughs> Strengthen with all might. God wants to give you strength with all power. It's according to his glorious might. And when we see a verse like verse 11, we're thinking, yeah, I can, I can leap tall buildings with a single bound. I could be a super Christian. Give me my cape right now. Give me my S on my chest. But actually, the power that Paul prays for here in verse 11 is for the attaining of steadfastness and patience. Oh, you say, Pastor Michael, wait a minute. I've been told never to pray for patience. Everybody with me? Because I've heard stories, and this is enough for me. And we've got some personal testimonies in the room. If you pray for patience, God's going to put you in situations where you need to exercise it. And I don't like that. Here, I want to give you a moment of relief right now. This is a prayer you're praying for others. Isn't that great? You should text somebody and say, hey, I prayed that you would have patience today. And they'll probably reply, no! Why? Paul's prayer is, hupomone is the first Greek word, steadfastness. It means cheerful endurance. It's the kind of steadfastness which enables a soldier to hold his place in the battlefield. And the second word is macrothrumia in Greek, and it means to be long-tempered. The first word, steadfastness, has to do with patience in difficult circumstances. The second word has to do with patience with people. Circumstances and people, Paul's praying for both. 
Sometimes when we think of Christian power, we think of power to go out and witness, and certainly God does do that. We think of power to maybe conquer a fear and overcome something or a spiritual gift, and that's all true. But in this prayer, the power that Paul prays for is actually to be persevering and patient. Have you prayed that? Do you pray that for others? Sometimes if there's chaos in your household, here's what I would recommend. If there's chaos in the next room, before you go out there to confront it, what's going on around here? Why can't we ever get these things together? That usually helps. <laughs> what's wrong with you people? <laughs> you might want to just stay in that room and pray. Oh, Lord, I'm not going out until you fix it. <laughs> Sound wimpy? I think it's wise, actually. This is a prayer for a conquering patience. This is a prayer that God would give us the steadfastness in difficult circumstances and with difficult people not to quit. And one of your big, biggest temptations in the Christian walk is going to be to quit. How many of you have written multiple resignation letters at your job, whether on paper or in your head? It's okay to be honest. I mean, there's lots of days, <laughs> right? We want to quit. I listened to a lady last night. She runs a, a Christian organization. She said she's written 100 resignation letters. <laughs> Never sent one yet. She's written a lot of them in her head, written one on the computer, We've all probably done it. There's times when we want to quit and give up on everything. It's just too hard. Warren Wearsby said, it's always too soon to quit. Always. Because the Lord never gives up on us. And when you pray for somebody that they have persevering power, do you notice that sometimes it does something to you? When you start praying for others to hang in there, it starts to change your heart as well. He says, he adds the, the word, um, verse 11. He says, he adds the word, steadfastness, patience, joyously. Uh, you ever run into a Christian and you, hey, how are you doing today? Now look, I'm going to qualify this by saying we should be real and real enough to be able to share our struggles with people. But how are you doing today? Hanging in there, bro. By a thread. You know, there. There's sometimes this grim uh, sadness in us. And look, life is hard. News reports are hard to take. The Christian life can be challenging, but Paul's writing this letter from prison. I mean, he could have whined about his circumstances, but he said, joyously. So one of the prayers that we pray for people is that they'll have more joy. Do you, have, do you know a joyless Christian? Are you a joyless Christian? Well, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. In fact, these uh, descriptors, these characteristics in verse 11 are all fruits of the Holy Spirit that we find in Galatians 5. This goes with the joy. Look at verse 12. And in some versions, joy is connected with verse 12. Others, it's in verse 11. It says, giving thanks. He's still praying. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Sometimes when we look at our attitude, we ask the question, well, why should I have that attitude when my circumstances are so poor and difficult because God has qualified you. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. So one of the prayers that we pray for people is that they'll have more joy. Do you, have, do you know a joyless Christian? Are you a joyless Christian? Well, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. In fact, these uh, descriptors, these characteristics in verse 11 are all fruits of the Holy Spirit that we find in Galatians 5. This goes with the joy. Look at verse 12. And in some versions, joy is connected with verse 12. Others, it's in verse 11. It says, giving thanks, he's still praying, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Sometimes when we look at our attitude, we ask the question, well, why should I have that attitude when my circumstances are so poor and difficult? Because God has qualified you. Look at verse 12. He's qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Once we walked in darkness, now we are what? Light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Don't walk around like Schleprock. How many of you remember Schleprock? All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Schleprock was an old character on the Flintstones. And he, wherever he walked, there was a cloud only over him. And it was like raining on him. And you come along with Schleprock and how you doing? Oh, yeah, national guard. It would only be on him, right? You're in the light. Walk as children of light. Some years ago, we had the African Children's Choir with us, and uh, we got to host three boys in our home, and a lot of them come from households where one of the parents have died or both to AIDS or starvation. And they go on this choir and they sing all over the world, and we got to host them for a couple nights in our house, and the boys were so polite. They are about the ages of our boys. And so that we'd get in the car and we'd drive them somewhere and they'd start singing in the back seat. And they'd say, he is our light. He is your light. He is our light. <laughs> and I went in the car like this. <laughs> They're singing. And then, and my kids are in the car too. And then everywhere we went, they call everybody uncle or auntie. They'd say, thank you so much, Uncle Michael, for driving us. And may God bless you. And I'd look at my kids and I'd say, did you hear that? I want immediate implementation. <laughs> he is your light. 
<laughs> Qualified. See verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has... Who qualified you? The Father through the Son. Qualified. How many of us say, I'm unqualified? You know who qualifies you? Jesus. You know why you can rejoice and give thanks right now? You're qualified. You have the righteousness of Christ in your account by faith. He's made you holy. He's qualified you. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. It goes on to say, for he, verse 13, delivered us from the domain of darkness. The word domain there can speak of a kingdom. And when a, a king would conquer another land, he would take them into his own domain. Luke twenty-two fifty-three. 53, Jesus said the domain of darkness, he mentioned the domain of darkness, it was their hour on that night when he was betrayed. But Jesus reigns over the domain of light and we've been transferred now from the domain of darkness, look at verse 12, he delivered us, that speaks of rescue, that speaks of redemption, he delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. You are now a citizen of heaven. You're a citizen of light. You've been transferred. Amen. I got my transfer papers. I'm in the kingdom of God, signed in the blood of the lamb. That's why I give thanks. I'm qualified. I've been made right. I've been forgiven. And in whom, in Jesus Christ, we have, look at verse 14. We have it's the kingdom of his beloved son, verse 13, in, in whom or in him we have, what's that word? Redemption, the forgiveness of sins. If you look at Ephesians 1, go back a few pages and we'll finish here. Shane, if you can hear my voice, come on up. Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 7. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. God has given us this beautiful salvation and this is the message of hope. And this is what we should be praying for people. We should be praying for wisdom and a worthy walk and strength and that they would know who they are and who's paid for their sins and they would be secure and because of that knowledge they would have joy. I'm gonna encourage you right now. Take out your phone. Take out your phone, it's okay. And text somebody that you're gonna pray Colossians 1, 9 through 14 over them today. You know what, don't even, don't even tell them what the verses are. Make them go look them up. You don't have to do it right now. But you can. But tell them. You, you have a lady at the woman's retreat right now? You'll blow her mind. Tell your wife, I pray, I'm praying Colossians 1, 9 through 14 over you today. I love you. Look, if we could do this for one Christian one day, Monday for one Christian, Tuesday for the next, what do you think that might do to your sphere of influence? What do you think that might do to your prayer life? What do you think that might do for your friends who are struggling as Christians? Maybe there's somebody on your heart right now. You haven't seen them around for a while. You're not even sure if they're walking with the Lord. In fact, some of you know some people who have quit. They're nowhere to be found. But you kind of have an idea that they're a Christian. Why don't you text them and say, 
I'm praying Colossians 1, 9 through 14 over you today. It's a good way to implement the word of God. Father, we are grateful for your love for us, your awesome uh, work of salvation and redemption through the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this Colossian congregation facing a lot of difficult false teaching, and yet Paul prayed for them that they'd be wise and have a worthy walk and be a thankful people that they would hang in there. And I want to pray this prayer over this precious group right now, Lord, that these aspects of this prayer would be theirs. And in fact, this is what you want for us. This is really your, I think this is your desire for us, Lord. That we'd be wise, that we'd walk worthy, that we'd be patient with people and circumstances, that we'd be filled with joy, that we'd be people who are thankful, that we would know we're qualified, that we would know we're forgiven, that we would know that we're redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh God, thank you for this little powerful prayer. May it become a part of the fabric of our lives. And may we pray it for others, and may we know that it's your heart for us. If you're here and you've not met this one who gives redemption through his blood, now would be the time to just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. If it's you and you're not sure you're a Christian, pray it right now. Thank you you died on the cross for my sin. You rose from the dead. Thank you that you love me so much. You shed your blood for me. I trust in you and you alone for my salvation. Please make me a new creation in Christ. Change me. Qualify me. Apply the work of Christ to my life. If you're a backslidden Christian and maybe your prayer life's been hurting and you've been away from the word of God and the Lord's been speaking to you about just where you need to be and getting back to basics. This is not you know, some extravagant thing that's unattainable. This is just about getting back to basics. Then just take a step towards balancing those scales. Get the weight of sin off of you and take on the substance of Almighty God's word and truth. He'll give you exactly what you need. And Father, for this beautiful group of saints, saints in the light, remind them that they're in the light, that you are our light. You're the light of the world. A man or a woman who follows you will not remain in darkness. They will have the light of life. And I pray that that light will guide their paths this week in Jesus' holy name. You've been listening to A Prayer for Growth, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'd love to connect with you. It's a great way to meet our listeners, and not everyone can visit the church here in Corona, California, although we recommend that you do. But either way, please connect with Walk in Truth on social media. And thanks. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, the bottom line is that God wants you to grow, and praying for growth is a great way for you and I to pray for ourselves and for others to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's a key to being effective as a Christian. Now, speaking of growing, we are going to move into an incredibly powerful doctrinal section on the preeminence of Jesus Christ. And we're going to be looking at themes like the incarnation. We're going to be looking at themes like Jesus is the visible manifestation 
of the invisible God or the fact that God is spirit. We're going to look at the ideas of the firstborn and who Jesus is. And does Colossians affirm that he is God or do other movements, uh, are they right that Colossians teaches that Jesus is not God? Well, I'll I'll give you a preview. They're wrong. (laughs) Colossians 1 is one of the most powerful deity passages in all the Bible. So if you've been wondering, is Jesus God? And you've been wondering what text in Scripture affirm that or teach that? Well, make sure you are here tomorrow. And if you have a friend that's in a movement that denies the deity of Christ, make sure they tune in for the preeminence of Christ That starts tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. Remember, if you can't catch the program live, we do have the programs on our app and on our website. Let me quickly talk about those two things. The website is walkintruth.com. And shortly after the programs air, they're up there. They're also available on your favorite podcast um, platform, as Mike Massaro always tells you. And if you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store, the messages are also there. So you have several different ways to listen if you don't catch it live. And this is also a way that you can tell somebody if they can't hear the program live, hey, check out this series, send it to them, uh, you know, bring it to their attention. The deity of Christ, the preeminence of Christ tomorrow on Walk in Truth for the next several broadcasts. We're looking forward to airing it and we will catch you right here tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Colossians 1, verses 15 through 19, called The Preeminence of Christ. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.